Here we go. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. You are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Amanda B. Perry. She got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks and that. And of course, we'll be talking with Amanda at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. In the meantime, I have got some great new music I know you're going to love. And some great new artists I just can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, if you know me, you know I aim to misbehave. Back. No, the years go flying by. 
money
the blues How is your day? I've been following you I hear everything you say So when you go to sleep at night I'll be right by your side It's me, I'm the blues Don't be afraid I'll be good to you No matter what anybody says And when you go to bed and cry I'll comfort you at night
you realize how could there possibly be this many blues
But I think it should be me But I think it should be me You're a beautiful flower And I'm your buzzing bee You're searching for love That's a natural fact. You're searching for love That's a natural fact You're at. You keep saying that you'll soon be gone. You keep saying that you walk away. You keep saying you'll disappear. I don't believe that no way.
great big glass of wine Give me a great big glass of wine I'm gonna sit at the bar Cause the flow show starts at nine Give me a great big glass of wine A great big glass of wine It's 8.45 and I've still got a little more time I got to have it 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 Yes, I love it I like to drink it Give me A great big glass of wine Give me A great big glass of wine It's 8.45 and it's almost about that time A great big glass of wine Give me A great big glass of wine Yes, the flow show has started And my baby looks awful fine Yes, the flow show has started And my baby looks awful fine I guess there just aren't enough rocks.
gonna rock this shit. Gonna scream my name. Make you shout now, honey. Gonna make you shout. Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Amanda B. Perry. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. Every night to sail through the darkness, I keep falling times. They taught me over standards, get lower, infatuation insects. No deeper than my skin. I take them to keep them coming in I break them, yeah, I lead them on The need is strong and you are gone I'm not sleeping without you And I'm not thinking without you Without you And this regret about you and I got secrets about you Without you And in day to steal through the lightning Creeping in out of bars All or another feeling The whole that's thundering in my heart One more shot to end Your eyes from entering About you and all the secrets about. 
And that was Amanda B. Perry from her brand new release. And we've got Amanda on the line. Hey, Amanda, how are you today? Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Now, um, this is the first time you've been on our show. And we always like to give our fans an opportunity to really get to know an artist. And I've always found the best way to do that is through their journey how they got to where they are today. So give us the story of Amanda B. Perry. Okay, the story of Amanda B. Perry. Um, Well, it all started in a a basement of my parents' house growing up uh, in um, south of Minneapolis, uh, uh, suburbs in Minnesota. Um, I used to watch my brothers sing and play piano um, on our beautiful little upright in the basement and play guitar and i mean i feel like i've been watching my brothers write music forever and um growing up in school singing in school singing at fairs and um you know with other friends and then i was a huge theater and choir kid and uh after that then just as a young adult just did weddings and small theater things for a while and always creating music always creating my own um, music and then took a break for a while. And then about, uh, I would say about five, six years ago, decided, okay, it's time to share this time to put it out in the world. And luckily the internet (laughs) is a wonderful tool to be able to share all of that, all the stuff that I've been holding on to for all these years. Um, and then uh, about four years ago, really started going out and performing again and being out in front of crowds and, and audiences and, um, yeah, just being able to, uh, sing in front of people. And then within the past two years, I've been able to put out two full albums of my music. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like slowly checking off the, um, boxes of my bucket list for music life. (laughs) So that's how we got to be Amanda B. Perry. Okay. Now, let's talk about this release that you have now. Um, You know, every artist has either a goal or they have a specific message. What was your goal or message for this particular release? Hmm. You know, my goal with creating this album, um, I think, comparatively to my first, was to turn over the music, um, turn over a lot, some of the creativity to other musicians um it's all my songs um and i usually just play piano with but um, my goal this time was to say i want to hear um different instruments and i want to hear other um ideas through their music and through their creativity add to my songs and just kind of you know come together with a few different musicians and make some magic that way so i think that definitely happened (laughs) with my time now, um, let's talk about you as a songwriter, because uh, I find that a, a fascinating aspect of any artist is, you know, their creative process when they sit down to begin to write. Uh, when you begin that process, when you sit down and you begin that writing, what is your mechanism that allows you to tap into your muse? Uh, so I would say it's, I, I can't say that I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm always, it'll be, I'll be on the move or I'll be sleeping or I'll hear this melody in my head. I think 90% of my songs are written melody first. 
Um, and I'm very lucky now to always, you know, we have these recording devices near us all the time, our cell phones. Um, and I'll hum a little melody into my phone, maybe put it down for an hour, maybe put it down for five minutes or a couple days, and I'll get back to it. And once that melody kind of starts soaking um, into my brain and flows into my heart, and it, it then the, the, the words will come and the storyline comes. Uh, so it's usually it's me, my cell phone, a pen, and, a, and my notebook. <laughs> okay. Now... Um you, you say that melody kind of comes first for you. And, you know, every songwriter has their way of finding that melody, whether it's working off of like a groove. You know, you may have driving along and, and just the the rhythm of the tires hitting the, the lines in the road will give you kind of a groove. Or, you know, and then some like to have a little bit of chord structure behind them to kind of confine that melody. What is your go-to when you start looking for those melodic ideas? Well, it's funny. Usually, it just I'll just hear it, just something in my head, and I'll think, am I singing somebody else's song, or is that just something new? <laughs> um, but I, funny story, not that long ago, I wrote a song called Back to Me, and it was I was walking um, to my car from the liquor store, and the bottles in my bag were clinging together like uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. And I just went, I pulled my phone out, and I was like, okay, listen to this. You know, and I recorded the, the bottles clinging, and I thought, you know, I said, remember this, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. And after that came the melody to that song, and it's just kind of funny how you can hear a song in just the most random of sounds. It's not usually that lucky for me, but it got, I was lucky that day. <laughs> Oh, nice. Now, of course, every songwriter gets to that point where they have to put that pen down. They have to move the song from the writing phase into the production phase and allow the band and the producer to kind of get their crack at it, to put their fingerprints on it. What is your quantifier? What do you do to kind of determine when a song is ready to move to that next phase? Oh, sure. Well... So once a song is complete, like I've written it, I have the melody, the lyrics, the structure. Once I, I know it's ready to go into a studio situation when I can feel the entire story being told, I see it. I see the, you know, I see the movie behind the song. I hear it all. I have full strength in my vocals with it. I, I can just, and I'm able to just, play it and know that it's a strong song. I wouldn't bring something in um, and say like, okay, I'm ready to put this down unless I felt like, yeah, this is a, a full story. I love it. I can feel it. I can sing it. And yeah, once the, once all those boxes are checked for me personally, then I'm ready to, to bring it in and hand it over and say, okay, <laughs> let's, let's give this a wrap to somebody who can play it better. <laughs> Now, uh, of course, having a good song is half the equation. You know, that gives you something to say. But going into the studio creates not only the, the identity for the song, but also the identity of you as an artist, that sound, that thing that, that people tend to identify with you as an artist. When you get into that environment of the studio, what is your working process that allows you to capture the sound you're looking for? 
Well, I think my producer, Eric Blomkast, would say she really loves a lot of reverb. (laughs) 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 I feel like, you know, once I, these, it's like the musicians come in and they give me, it's almost like they're these, they provide these amazing steps for me to kind of walk up so I can be the best vocalist that I can give to the music. Um, and, you know, it's like once I'm in the, in the room and I have my headphones on and we're going and I hear my song and I can hear the best part of my vocals, whether, you know, whatever he sets up with, you know, the, the sound quality and everything. It's like once that all comes together, that magic is like, it's like unstoppable. You know, once <laughs> every, all the settings are just right, and the musicians are there and they're happy to be there and they're, you know, putting forth their best. It's, it's pure magic. Okay. Now, um, you are working with Krista uh, Valenkis, uh from Elephants and Flowers. She started her own, yeah. a brand new company. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Uh, well, we met in 2020, so we met over the phone and only over the phone during that time um, to release my first album. And... Um, I feel like we spent an hour on the phone just giggling and talking about these shared life experiences that we've both had. Um, and uh, I just, you know, she provided me with so much education and so much um, knowledge that she brought to the table. And it just made me just love every minute of working with her. And, and I knew again, going into this album for my time that she was a hundred percent who I was hoping to work with again. And yes, with her new company, it's it's just perfect, and she really knows what she's doing and has given me all the direction needed to make this album a success in sharing it with the world. So it's awesome to work with her. She's a truly um, wonderful um, person. Okay. Well, tell me about the lineup on this. Who's playing on it? Oh, my gosh. I, well, that is kind of like, I kind of always want to roll around with a sign, like, look who decided to say yes to play with me on my album. <laughs> um, so we have the big ones, you know, I always say my, I handed over my piano, which is such a big deal for me. Um, we have Mr. Joe Peterson um, and Adam Daniel, um, who played with me on, who played piano for me. Um, we had David Feely on the guitar, um, uh, Ken Valdez on guitar. We had JT Bates doing drums on a couple of songs. Um, uh, Ian Allison played bass. Ian Combs played bass. Um, we had um, Tarek Abdel Kadar play some drums as well. And then um, Ben Wallagos uh, played a little bit of steel pedal guitar, which was new for me to hear. So that was exciting. Um, and of course, my producer also, Eric uh, Blumquist, played a little synth on my big. Uh, rock ballad on the songs too so yeah it's a, it's a big list of musicians who <laughs> and uh also can't forget julia floberg who played on my first album she played cello on this one as well and it was just beautiful so nice. very lucky <laughs> now let's talk about the industry a little bit um what is one of the the biggest challenges that you have found so far um as an independent artist Um, You know, I would say the biggest challenge is being able to, you know, share 
just the, the for sure content of the CDs and be able to get those into people's hands instead of just um, just the streaming, um, you know, and just you know making sure that they can hear hear all of it other than just little digital snippets. Uh, of the music here and there. That's probably the, the hardest, you know, I feel like internet in general is fantastic because I can put all the videos out and they can hear the songs, you know, as they're coming along. Um, but yeah, I would say just making sure, you know, it used to be the case that everybody was like, yeah, we can get these CDs out there and that's what everybody did. And now it's a little bit harder to do that. So it's probably the most challenging aspect of being, you know, <laughs> a local musician here in Minnesota and, you know, and not having like a, a record label or anything like that to represent me. So. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting over the last 20, 25 years, um, the industry has really changed. Um, the consumer today um, has really embraced streaming as a way to consume music. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten to the point now where they no longer look at recorded music as a product to purchase anymore because it's just too convenient. You know, they don't want to store it on their phone. They don't want to store it on their shelves. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, you know, CDs, you can't get a new car with a CD player in it. You can't go to Best Buy and buy a CD player. So, you know, the only place you can find them now is either Goodwill or a thrift store or you know, so once that hardware disappears, that software is not too far behind. So we we really need to kind of look at this as this is where we are at uh, with this streaming. How has this shift in perception by the consumer uh, affected you as an artist? Well, in that it's like a struggle. So when you are putting out new music, it's always the question of, are you going to put out actual physical media or are you just going to do uh, a digital release? And it probably for a lot of people, a lot of musicians, it really depends on who your audience is. Um, and I would say when I released my first album, it was, you know, pretty good. Uh, still amount of people were, you know, I have a CD player. I still have a CD player in my car. But it's even been in just that short amount of time since that album, it seems like everybody's switching to just pure um, digital. And although they love having the CD to look at for the art and um, the lyrics and, and, you know, to have it in your hands and look at it as a lot of us still remember enjoying doing, you're right. It's just most people are going for just the digital um, and yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it to make a return sooner than it took um, records, uh, you know, <laughs> to make a return. But uh, it, I think it, it. We do have to find another way of of getting all of this because there is an art form to these albums too. You know, there is a lot of art that goes into you know what your disc looks like and what the you know the wallets look like. Um, all of that are all a lot of people involved in the making of that. So when you lose that part of it, you do lose a lot of creativity and, and some of the magic that goes into this, this whole, you know, um, creation of these albums. So yeah, it is a tough spot. I don't know where we're headed. And I, I think, you know, especially with the next album, whenever that is, there's going to be some, some decisions made there as to how we share this you know, as a piece of art, as a, as a, a media, um, 
you know, and, and how that looks, whether it's digital or something you can hold in your hand or, or how we share it. Definitely a big question mark right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, you, if you look at, you know, how uh, artists are being compensated through these streaming platforms, if you really look at it from an economic standpoint, this is not a sustainable business model. Uh, we can't continue to uh, expect independent artists to create content, which, if you really look at it, um, they really create the bulk of what goes on these streaming platforms. We can't continue to ask them to create this content if we don't compensate them in such a way that they at least break even or at least have the potential to break even on that content. You know, going into the studio, paying the musicians, you know, and creating that microeconomy that once existed when we had, you know, flourishing CD sales. Uh, what do you think needs to happen to kind of right that ship or bring us back to that point where artists are fairly compensated? Well, I totally agree with that. So I, it's been interesting with trying to sell the music and trying to sell the CDs and to get people in and invested in you and your artistry and your, um, what you're putting out there. It's, it's to make these albums, it's actually turned into, it's like an investment, um, on the artist's end, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to put a lot, not only physical and emotional and creative energy. And now it's these artists putting a lot of money out there to get these albums created. Um, and then there's just the hope, the goal to, like you said, to break even to not end up upside down on these albums. Um, but that is definitely, you know, what you're seeing happen. I think the goal is to go out there and say, Hey, I always see the posts online, buy the t-shirts, buy the albums, buy the CDs, come to the shows. Um, because it really truly is for us, all of us, you know, musicians that are going out there and putting ourselves out there and, and making these CDs and paying the musicians what they deserve to be paid and paying the engineers and these studios what they need to be paid. You know, we have to kind of, ask for it anywhere we can be at the consumer. Um, but what would be nice is to find a way to make money from the streaming, because again, that's where everybody, it seems, well, not everybody, but for a large part of my listening audience, that's where they're going for their music. And so to have that be such a minimal return um, to artists is tough. So I would love to see something turn around there soon to, make being in the music industry and, and sharing music and um, making it worthwhile again for the artist, you know, and not such a investment on our end <laughs> for such minimal um, return. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've been watching some technology that's happening now. And one of the buzzwords that I'm hearing within the music industry is bringing the music industry into a decentralized kind of system. Uh, and, and one of the things that uh, is happening that's kind of moving us in that direction is that there are streaming services that have been developed that utilize this technology called the blockchain, which is the same software technology they use to secure cryptocurrency. And... What this does is that no one company can own uh, 
the blockchain. They can't own what's in the blockchain. It's owned by the users and by the uh, the content creators. They're the ones. It's more of a kind of like a direct relationship between the fan and the and the uh, and the artist. And they're claiming that not only is this become decentralized, where you know, like Spotify went to the record labels or the labels went to them, and they negotiated for a larger piece of the pie and left the independent artists kind of, you know, with the scraps. Um, this can't happen with this kind of technology. And they're claiming that they are going to be able to pay artists up to 80% of the incoming revenue. What do you think of that as being a potential for the future of the music industry, especially for the independent artist? Well, I would say, sign me up. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, anytime we can get, I mean, it sounds almost like the digital version of putting ourselves out there at shows locally and saying, you know, you know, buy the shirts, buy the, the albums, except now we're digital and it's like, yeah, the, the money is just shared between the consumer and the artist mainly. Um, that would be ideal, you know, uh, hard to say when all the big, big, <laughs> big names get involved, but that would be. Well, that'd that's, be great. <laughs> that's the interesting part is that uh, one particular streaming service that I've been keeping an eye on, and I actually uh, put my podcast up there, uh, is one called Audius, A-U-D-I-U-S oh, dot C-O. And um, they are being supported by uh, Katy Perry, uh, Jason Derulo. Uh, Naz, Pusha T, Dead Mouse, uh, a lot of EDM artists, and it seems to be as I'm watching my plays that are happening on this particular platform, is that they are growing exponentially. Um, what used to get two or three plays is now getting 30, 40 plays. Um, so it's it's really growing rapidly. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize that, you know, we're we're ready for the another phase. You know, we started out with Napster and everyone said, well, you know, we can't get rid of Napster. It's on the Internet. It's file sharing. It will never go away. Well, it's gone. Uh, then we went to iTunes and everyone said, oh, Apple, they're in the in the game now and they're going to dominate it forever and we're going to always have 99 cent downloads. Well, when was the last time you saw someone with an iPod? That's gone, <laughs> you know, and now we're into Spotify. Spotify, again, people say, well, you know, Spotify, you know, rules the, the roost and they're in, you know, in control and history really tells us that it will change it will evolve into something else and if it evolves into this blockchain based streaming service where the artist gets treated fairly i think that is going to be a, a, a really great shift for the independent community you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And no matter where you are as a musician, you know, high up on the food chain or not, it's like, you know, at some point you started, you know, where you were just like, I just hope somebody hears it. I hope I don't, you know, that they'll play my song or this, that. at some point you're there. So I think 
everybody looks at it and says we have to make things a little bit easier for everybody to hear it and it should be you know easier for that artist to be compensated and and yeah for sure i think they all have the same respect for it and i think that that's important and and the the other trend that i'm watching is um there's a site called royal.io which allows you to create these non-fungible tokens which is like a digital collectible that will represent a portion of your streaming royalties or of your publishing royalties whatever the case may be and nas did this what he did is he took um and he made some nfts of his streaming royalties of half of two songs took two songs and he made enough to cover half of the songs royalties and sold it to his fan base and was able to generate almost six hundred thousand dollars in upfront income and then he had almost three thousand fans that now have an economic interest in making sure that his music is streamed so so this is you know almost like uh creating um, like stock, you know, and selling it to your fans. So they're investing in not only you as an artist, but also in individual songs. You know, I love this mm-hmm. song and, you know, now I have a piece of it. You know what I mean? I can generate income from that song like the artist does. You know what I mean? And he yeah. only did half of two songs. So he still right. has his whole other album of worth of, of revenue. But he was able to literally turn pennies into dollars by selling it yeah. to his fan base. So, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, do you see that as a potential for independent artists? I well, I, you know, it's all about the education behind it. So I, <laughs> I think you know, whatever works, you know, as long as we can learn about it and it makes sense and. I think that it could totally be doable. It sounds great. <laughs> you know, anytime we can get, you know, um, any type of interest, then, then compensation with it is going to be helpful. It helps, you know, then motivate us to continue, continue to create and put our music out there. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, um, kind of the, the, you know, hand in hand with that is, you know, utilizing social media and content creation to kind of brand yourself. And I think that has become the new product, um, an artist brand. Because if you are looking to get your fans to kind of vest themselves into you or invest themselves into you, you need to create a brand that they can attach themselves to, that they can identify with. And a lot of artists are are utilizing social media almost like a broadcast network and creating almost a reality show kind of mentality through their content where they're not just hitting people over the head with you know buy my music come to my show buy the t-shirt like you were saying earlier but they're giving the fans this inside look of who you are as a person who, what are your hobbies? What are the things you like to do? What are your thoughts on issues of the day or 
whatever the case may be. And that really has um, excited the fan base. Because if you think about it, we have been inundated with reality shows for over 25 years. So we're mm-hmm. really tuned in to that kind of content. And we, we love it. You know, we, we eat it up. You know, The Voice, you know, American Idol, uh, you know, uh, the housewives of, you know, wherever they are. You know, Jersey, <laughs> Beverly Hills, whatever, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. You know, so we really are kind of uh, acclimated to the kind of content that gives us that look behind the scenes. Um, you know, Taylor Swift is a genius at it. She's, you know, very involved and very connected to her fan base. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that that you see yourself doing that would inject yourself into that world? Um, well, I absolutely started with that. You know, I started with posting little videos um, on YouTube or um my my personal facebook page and then i realized you know it if it's connecting with people that i know maybe you know more could be heard connecting with um everybody so i created like the amanda b perry music page on facebook and on instagram and then um beefed up my youtube page a little bit um what ended up happening of course i i started doing these live streams just little ones of just playing a couple of covers you know, looking at the phone, you know, seeing who pops on, saying hello to what turned into a live from my living room. Um, and of course, in 2020, that ended up being huge for performing because that was the only way I could connect with people. Um, and, it, you know, there's definitely a little bit of the reality show in there, right? So I'm in my living room. It's, you know, my house is it's bustling. There's kids, there's dogs, there's, you know, stuff happening. Um, I have these cocktails that I make and I tell everybody what's in them and what it tastes like and what I'm doing this weekend and what we're doing this week and what's happening with my music. And uh, then the, the exciting part of getting everybody who watches involved with, Oh, well, there's an album coming and, and who did I choose to be on it and why and, or how this song came to be. And people would talk to me through the live stream you know, they kind of get to come in and share what they're doing this weekend, what they're drinking, what they're eating. And it, it really is like, a, you know, I don't necessarily would say I have a brand out there by any means, but this was a, a, a content that I was very comfortable and very happy to put out there because um, we all needed that, especially that year in 2022, um, you know, see live music that you couldn't actually go out and see. And then in addition, you'd have the reality version, the reality mixed into that of, you know, I'm going to sit and talk to you in between these songs, which I don't really do at a, a normal show. And so you have this inside look at the artist um, that I, and I'd watch other people do it too. And you tell jokes and you little stories and how you relate. I think it's huge. I think that's, uh, that's about as deep as I go for my reality show version for people. But it, I think it really does connect you to, um, anybody who might stop by or scroll by and click on it and pop in and, you know, that oh, I like that song or I love that connection to this music or, or maybe it's just, I want to try that cocktail. Cool. That's great. You got it from my live stream. You know, um, I do think it, it is a, it was a really good combo of those two things doing a live stream. Um, 
with your music. That's how I related to people. Um, and I still do. I don't do it as much as I did then, but I definitely, it's once a month for me now. And it's still how I put myself out there and how I share part of my personal life with everybody, because I do think, um, it is a neat way of sharing who, who I am as a person, who I am as a musician. Um, you know, I don't do it twice a day or, you know, <laughs> I do see a lot of people posting their little stories or clips, um, a lot. I definitely am not, um, I don't do that, but the, my little once a month or twice a month hop on for an hour and just talk, um, seems to be, um, a pretty great way to connect with people in addition to just sharing my music, like you said, or just sharing the, the, the merch and the CDs. It's like, this is actually a way to, you know, Hey, this is who I am. And, you know, do, how do we connect, you know? So it's, I think it's a great thing. I do think there's definitely positives about being able to look into somebody's reality a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. And uh, we're going to give everyone Thank out there. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there a double shot from your new release. And uh, you guys are going to love this. You know what? Turn it up loud. Screw those neighbors. We're going to have some fun. Often I feel like something just ain't right. Often I feel like. Spinning round me like maybe it's not me Too often I feel like And it feels like home Where the world just slows If we're not too
Each track I 
artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. Shout now, honey. Gonna make you shout. 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 Make you shout
last few minutes out of my weekend But it's not too clear It's like the road gets there Then I seem to come to a dead end Should have quit a long time ago And I said I would Because I'm always broke I could buy something cool Or take a trip if I only could Now I'm thinking about you I'm thinking about me Think about us But it's so hard to see
the country Shoots down past the pine Now I live out in the country kitchen bacon biscuits for our supper time we'll have roast chicken and gravy homemade cherry wine I live out in the country
chickens and a rooster Pecking in the yard I've got a mule in a hand Playing cards in the barn Now I live out in the country
right It makes you dance through the night While you're walking down the street And a groove hits your feet When you're with me On the floor well, It feels so good, baby I just want to know Tell me, baby Can you feel it too? Yeah
Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound Gonna rise up out the ground There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down a prison as cruel as a grave shame is a robber and he's come to take my name love is my redeemer oh lift me from the ground love is a power where my freedom song is found Ain't no grave Hold this body down There ain't no grave Gonna hold this body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna rise up out the ground There ain't no grave Gonna hold this body down over yonder was a battle It was a war between death and life There on the tree The Lamb of God was crucified He went on down to hell Took back every key He rose up as a lion And he set all captives free He ain't no grave Could hold his body down He ain't no grave Could hold his body down when he heard that trumpet sound, he rose up out the ground. Ain't no grave ever hold his body down. Ain't no grave hold my body down.
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Try it like this.
Destroy. 
Filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV and commercials, or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
He was hit by a truck, and you were lying out in that gutter dying, and you had time to sing one song. Huh? One song.
Song. I was blinded by false pride. 
We're gonna love the hell right out of the world. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna love the hell right out of the world. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna love, 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 love and love. We're gonna love the hell right out of the world. That's what we're gonna do. See, I'm fighting you down.
the sun, it can warm the heart. When it's gone, it can chill you to the bone. It rises early every morning, then it's gone from dusk to dawn. Love has got its hold on me.
it. That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor, things left on with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just called somebody, and he found it funny. 